Hi everyone, this is Carolyn Mabubi, and you are listening to my solo cast, the Amateur to Pro, where I read my latest blog. So for those of you who are too lazy to read, you can listen to it um, when you're doing something else. So last week's blog about consistency versus intensity had a good many number of my clients and readers contacting me with with how-to questions. There are two ways to answer how-to questions. One way is with a Band-Aid how-to, and the other, which I much prefer, is the surgery how-to. Band-Aid how-tos are ubiquitous, especially on social media. A Band-Aid response addresses the issue superficially and will often yield results in the short run. We love Band-Aid answers because they promise fast, if not always easy, solutions. They're the solution of choice for people who prefer intensity to consistency. And here I want to tell you that I'll be referring to last week's blog quite a bit. So if you haven't listened to it or read it, uh, you should probably pause and read that first. Band-Aid answers feel easier to apply and get a quick yes from us, but these quote-unquote solutions, they just help us kick the can down the road. My clients, especially the young adults, they love gaining insights and awareness about their negative thought patterns and mindsets, but they are so quick to want to jump into the solutions. Just yesterday, a client in her 30s, after discovering she has a pattern of abandoning herself when faced with situations, challenging situations involving male authority, asked me, Carolyn, what am I supposed to do with this realization? How do I change it? The Band-Aid answer would have been to provide her with a three-step solution outlining precisely how she should behave next time, what she should say, and how to say it. There is a suitable place for this type of coaching, for sure, and it frequently involves role-playing between the client and me. And I understand that past experiences can be helpful, but it's essential to acknowledge that future situations may and likely will present differently. Even if my clients and I rehearse strategies, they may not work in new scenarios. My clients have to tap into their individual resourcefulness and higher wisdom to adapt to each unique circumstance. I prefer offering a surgery how-to that aims to solve patterns instead of just fixing them. And let me explain. Solving the root cause of the problem is like doing surgery to remove the source of pain or dis-ease, which ensures that issues caused by that pattern disappear for good not just temporarily. The very first step in surgery how-tos always, and I mean always, requires us to slow down to deep reflection. We don't love this part because it forces us to confront the significant costs of our negative patterns. And, and experience has us experiencing challenging emotions like shame and regret and sadness. And who wants that? The thing about patterns, though, is that they often dictate our lives without us even realizing it. This is why therapy is such a valuable tool. Knowing what patterns consistently take us off course is the first step to changing them. 
So for quick and dirty Band-Aid how-tos on any subject I write about, please refer to Instagram. She is so much better at dispensing this particular flavor of advice than I am. But if you're genuinely interested in learning how to shift to spending most of your time in what I call quadrant one, that is high consistency and low intensity, I have the following five steps to offer. First of all, you got to live slow. Live slow so you set goals directly fueled by a personally meaningful purpose. This is what we mean by knowing your why. Most of us set goals without taking the time to do this preliminary work. And it's the main reason we abandon the goal when we are inevitably faced with obstacles on the path to achieving it. If your present self isn't formidably clear about the reason you're committed to the goal, your future self sure as hell won't be. Next, I want you to embrace boredom because consistency requires us to learn to embrace boredom. And unfortunately, many of us struggle mightily with this ability. However, if you're willing to practice and become friends with boredom, you can achieve any goal you set your mind to over time. Shane Parrish, one of my favorite teachers, he speaks the truth when he shares that 98% of success is consistently doing boring things that no one sees. 2% is visible and exciting, so that's all everyone talks about. Next, I want you to honor your calendar because, look, consistency is the raw material of habits, right? And action takes effort until it becomes a habit. Once it becomes a habit, it's more difficult not to perform it than to do so. Therefore, consistency needs a place to live on your calendar. Vagueness is the killer of consistency. I work out every day is a dream. I'll work out on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 8 a.m. is a plan. It's not a commitment until it's on your calendar in black and white. And if you don't believe me, just look at the graveyard of past actions you plan to turn into habits. I bet they lived in your head and still do. Number four, I want you to turn your goals into games. My coach, Steve Chandler, is famous for saying, Carolyn, game, not shame. He taught me that humans come alive around fun and turning any goal into a game is far more effective than trying to force ourselves into action through shame. So many of us have this formula backward. We relentlessly shame ourselves, both through our internal dialogue and external conversations. We say things like, oh, I'm so lazy. I don't know what's wrong with me or I can't believe I did that again. We hope to shame ourselves into positive actions, but all that leads to is another piece of cake, another Netflix binge, and another lost opportunity. My game of choice is simple, but works beautifully. In a notebook beside my bed, I've created a physical chart with boxes to check off at the end of the day before I sleep. Some clients add motivators in the forms of points and rewards that works well for them. I love creating a streak and doing everything possible to avoid breaking it. And in the, the blog copy of this on my website of this 
particular article, you'll see a picture of one page of that notebook that I'm talking about here. And lastly, I want you to engineer your environment for success. There are many ways to manipulate your physical, mental, and emotional environment to change your behavior. The most effective way to achieve this goal is to surround yourself with people and groups that keep you lovingly accountable. A therapist, professional coach, a group devoted to your goals, these are all irreplaceable assets on your journey to become a person who lives and thrives in quadrant four. The mindset that cultivates consistency is what Simon Sinek calls the infinite game mindset. Over time, actions we repeat again and again, infinitely really, become habits. Our habits then decide our identity. In other words, we are, we are what we do repeatedly. This is why doing the work of shifting your mindset and ultimately your identity from being the type of person who looks for shortcuts, hats, and quick hacks and quick strategies to the type of person who is in the game of life for the long run, the kind of person who looks for the surgery how-tos because she has the decade and not just the day in her sights is essential. Make a commitment to your future self by choosing to solve problems instead of just fixing them.